showtime, folks. Trumpet's card is spinning, spinning. Your helmet's swinging to and fro. Ooh, where's the dog star?
Like the dust that blows around With the rain falling down now I never know now Just don't ever know No, no Got to be heaven Cause here's where the rainbow ends And if this ain't the real thing About to fall, I can hear the servants call. It's a certain sort of sound. With the rain falling down, rain falling down, rain falling down.
I bet you're wondering, Ben, are you just going to play an entire Grateful Dead set in your place for your show? Well, don't give me any ideas. By the way, you're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM broadcasting live. Moving my mic down from the University of Calgary campus on Treaty 7 land. This is Ben Goodman, and this is What's Your Niche? I often say, Look, there's a lot of things I often say, and I'm, I'll call myself out on first. I'll be the one to call myself out on what I often say first. But what every I say, you know, this is a special episode. And I do try to make every single episode of What's Your Niche a special one. That's the Ben Goodman promise, truly. But today in particular, we got a special episode. As in the 9 a.m. hour, I'll be sharing my conversation one of my musical heroes, one of the great artists of the 21st century, Ty Siegel. Yes, Ty Siegel's coming on the show at 9 a.m. Set to release his new album, Three Bells, tomorrow via Drag City Records. Me and Ty discuss the make in the album, working with producer Cooper Crane, who you might know from Bitch and Bajas. Uh, Ty Siegel building his new Harmonizer Studios, 
as well as my voice, and getting advice on how to build it from Steve Albini, no less. Plus, we also talk about his work with Michael Cronin, working with Tim Presley, a.k.a. White Fence, how John Dwyer of the OC's past guest, what's your niece, John Dwyer, served as a mentor to Ty Siegel. We also talk about Ty's experience playing Slit Island 2010, which include one of the best sets he has ever seen. Whose set was it? Tune in at 9 a.m. to the answer to that question and more. Before I tell you, I mean, I kind of hinted what, told, what, what started the show off and why I'm starting to talk at 7.20 a.m., 20 minutes in. Um, I must mention, What's Your Nation is always proudly sponsored by the Establishment Brewing Company, located at 4407 First Street Southeast in the heart the beating heart of the Manchester Brewing District, the 2023 winner of both Alberta Brewery of the Year and Best in Show from I Left My Wall in El Segundo and also the 2021 Canadian Brewery of the Year. Next hour, 8 a.m. hour, I'm going to talk about how our friends, because they're not just enough sponsor, they're also our friends at Establishment, are celebrating a special milestone. They're selling a special milestone. But if you want information on everything EST Brew, go to establishmentbrewing.ca and sign up for the mailing list. And if you'd like to talk to me in the booth, please do. I, I'm begging you. I'm begging's extreme. Have some decency. I'm here for the next three hours. Love to talk about whatever. Like Shakira said, whatever, whenever. Well, actually, the whenever is pretty clear. It's this three-hour block. I'm not here for any other time. So whatever. In a specific amount of time, 403-220-3991. Let's chop it up. Ah. So Ty Siegel, again, who I'm going to be having on at 9 a.m., he got a start in his music career in San Francisco. Did he, live, did he leave his heart in San Francisco? Find out at 9 a.m. Uh, I don't ask that question. Um, he's originally from Laguna Beach, if you remember the MTV reality show, you're probably an elder millennial. <laughs> um, I'm clocking myself just as much. Though I'm kind of like a baby millennial, I'm not an elder millennial. Um, you know who are maybe the most well-known band to come from San Fran? How about the Grateful Dead? <coughs> I'm grateful for the bed music because if I ever, wanted, if I ever uh, choke on my spittle, I can, do, I can crank up the bed music. Anyway, how I opened the show this week... Grateful Dead from October 10th, 1982 at a show at the Frost Amphitheater in Palo Alto, Palo Alto, excuse me, California, which is, again, it's a very California-centric show today. That was the Dead performing Lost Sailor Saint of Circumstance with Bobby Weir on lead vocals, written by Weir and the late, great John Perry Barlow. Who wasn't just an accomplished songwriter, John Perry Barlow, and writer in general. John Perry Barlow was a pivotal force with the internet, founding the Electronic Frontier Foundation, or EFF, a nonprofit organization based in, you guessed it, San Francisco, to promote internet civil liberties, providing funds for legal defense in court, uh, defense of individuals and new technologies from what it considers abusive legal threats, works to expose government malfeasance, providing guidance to the government and courts, 
organizing political action and mass mailings, supporting some new technologies, which it believes preserve personal freedoms and online civil liberties, maintaining a database and websites of related news information, monitoring and challenging potential legislation that it believes would infringe on personal liberties and fair use and solicits a list of what it considers abuse of patents with intention to defeat those it considers without merit. So, a wonderful organization, the FFF. I add an extra F. Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF. Uh, John Perry Barlow, interest in the internet. It began with joining The Well in 1986, which is an online community known for its strong deadhead presence. So it always goes back. To the Grateful Dead. This iteration of the Dead featuring the late great Brent Midland on keyboard and backing vocals this is my personal favorite. Might be a controversial pick. I know the hipper hipper people were like, say like early 70s Dead's the best, you know, Carnell, Carnell. I know it's late 70s. But look, I, I love the Brent Midland solo songs. Blown Away, Tons of Steel. These are great songs. That's how much of a head I am. I ride for Brent Midland. I ride for 80s dead. I even ride for early 90s dead. I, th- that's my time. Anyway, to continue down this 80s dead path, someone who worked with a dead in the late 80s was my learned savior, Bob Dylan, with the famous Dylan and the Dead tour. I only bring it up because the next song features Bob as it's Willie Nelson. And Bob Dylan's Heartland take from 1993's Willie Nelson comeback record Across the Borderline, produced by Don Waz. This is the album Willie made after the IRS tapes and his issues with the IRS when he was trying to become relevant again. And there's some gems on here. None better than Heartland, which Bob wrote himself and as original for Willie. Well, actually, Willie and Bob kind of wrote it together. I must crack myself, as I tend to do. One last thing before I play Heartland, I recommend the new documentary series on Willie Nelson that came out uh, last month on on uh, Paramount Plus, everyone's fourth favorite streaming service. Uh, the series is called Willie Nelson and Friends. It's a four-part doc really going through Willie's entire life. And it's pretty well done. It's hard not to have some not to have respect and admiration for Willie Nelson. I don't I don't want to meet the people who don't. These are heathens. To don't have respected admiration for Willie Nelson. And this doc series will only strengthen your admiration when, once you watch it. So from 1993, he's across the borderline, his 40th album at the time. And to put into context, Willie Nelson released his 74th album, Bluegrass, last September. Here's Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan with Heartland on CSW 90.9 FM. There's a home place under fire tonight in the heartland And the bankers are taking my home and my land from me There's a big gaping hole in my chest now where my heart was And a hole in the sky where God used to be There's a home place under fire tonight in the heartland With a well where the water's so bitter nobody can drink 
Chinook Blast is Calgary's signature winter celebration that showcases the best of our city. From February 2nd through 19th, whether you're into arts, music, sports, lights, or just want to enjoy the winter season, Chinook Blast truly has something for everyone. Find out all the details at chinookblast.ca and start crafting your own winterful experience.
CJSW 90.9 FM. When you're listening to What's Your Name with Ben Goodman, I am once again Ben Goodman, your returning host. You just heard from 1974's Mighty Love. That was the Spinners with Love Don't Love Nobody. A beautiful song by one of the all-time great groups. The Spinners, they hail from Ferndale, Michigan. Not too confused with Fernwood. Do you remember Fernwood Tonight? Starring Martin Mull and Fred Willard. Created by the late, great Norman Lear. Text in a 403 if you do. <laughs> that's a call that's a, that's a to response right there. Do you remember Fernwood Tonight from the 70s? Anyway, who's better than the Spinners? I mean, uh, come on. I, I had no real reason for playing that song beyond that. Like, probably like every... Three or four months, I remember how they have like one of the best catalogs of uh, singles for any group. Like, come on, like, let me just break this down. I'll be around, one of a kind, rubber band man, working my way back to you. Mighty love the title track, Sadie, the song that Tupac sampled on Dear Mama. It's a shame I could go on. What if, the re- what if the rest of this hour was me listening, listing uh, great Spinner songs? Hey, Ty Siegel, sorry about not airing the interview this week. I got carried away talking about the Spinners. Fernwood, Michigan zone. Ferndale. I just screwed up. I did the whole Fernwood bit, and I just said they're from Fernwood. Ferndale is where the Spinners are from. Anyway, we had, uh, before that, we had, we, we had What's Your Niche Favorite? The Horn of Plenty. And by plenty, I mean plenty talents that uh, uh, Bruce Hornsby. I'll work on that one, but I'll workshop that one. There was nobody there but me live at the Tivoli Theater. 
in Chattanooga, Tennessee, August 2005, excuse me, taken from the intersections 1985 to 2005 box set. Bruce wrote that song for Willie Nelson, and Willie recorded on his 1987 album Island in the Sea, with Bruce himself playing piano on the Willie version. An excellent song. Love Bruce. And to tie it into the beginning of the show, after Brent Midland's untimely passing, Bruce Hornsby became a keyboard player for the Grateful Dead, along with Vince Welnick, formerly of the Tubes. I also love that era of the dead. Very underrated. The giant stadium box? Hello. Operator. Give me some of that and pronto. And speaking of Willie, we had uh, started this off with Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan's Heartland. Now for, I guess, uh, my uh, recurring theme of talking about music documentaries. I recently watched, which I just did. I mean, I did that just minutes ago. Talking about the Willie Nelson doc series, which I do highly recommend. Uh, on uh, the Paramount Plus, which is probably not going to be a thing in about a year. Paramount, I don't know if you read the crack open the business pages, but Paramount Pictures are uh, not doing so hot. Um, we watched a new documentary in the darkest a week or so ago. It's, it's well done. A great portrait of what happens to a band after you go from a Reading Fest headlining multi platinum, multi award winning band off the back of one album, 2003's Perfect Down Permission to Land. And then two years later, it all blows up. And you try to pick up the pieces and survey the records of your actions. How the goal, after conquering the world, or at least uh, conquering the UK, is to now just simply go back to playing arenas and surviving as a cult band. Welcome to the Darkness, the documentary, was in production for 10 years, with the first footage filmed being from 2013. Self-funded by director Simon Emmett. Incredible level acts, a very kind of cinema verite style. In the documentary... But here's the thing. Rather than play a song from Permission to Land, their breakout debut, like I mentioned, featuring, I believe, in a thing called Love, the hit, Black Shuck, Growing On Me, Love Is Only a Feeling, so many great songs. I'm going to play a song from the Troubled Sophomore album, 2005's One Way Ticket to Hell and Back, produced by Roy Thomas Baker, most famous produ- for producing for Queen. Uh, the album is a bit of a mess, honestly. And uh, the band was not doing great at the time. It was at the height of Justin Hawkins' lead singer's, uh, I'll be blunt, uh, cocaine habit and other drug habit, which is what sent him promptly to rehab about a year or so later. Not so not promptly, but close enough. Um, There's still some gems featured on the album, none better. And this song, Is It Just Me? The Darkness's post-reunion albums have all been... To me, quite solid. There's at least one gem on each album. The key to what makes the darkness great is their kind of immaculately crafted power pop metal songs, you know? Some people think of the dark- darkness as kind of like a comedy band, like a like Steel Panther, which is so unfair. Like Steel Panther, they don't have songs. It's just like one-note jokes about uh, body parts. It's not for me. Not for me, man. Uh, so about the darkness, the lyrics are quite silly, obviously. Tongue in cheek. The album One Way Ticket to Hell and Back also features a song called uh, uh, Dinner Lady Arms. Dinner Lady Arms. But this is what sets the darkness apart. The song Dinner Lady Arms, it's not a comedy song. It's like kind of a mid-tempo ballad, like very sympathetic. It's sweet, honestly. So I know, I know the darkness played the palace a couple years ago, but I was bummed I missed them. So I'll definitely try and see them next time they come to Calgary. But anyway, without further ado, here's is Darkness. This is just me from One Way Ticket Hell and Back on CZW 9.9 FM. 
Bust out your New Year's dance moves and rub shoulders with all the pals at the Palace for the Calgary Folk Music Festival's 9th Block Heater Power by ATB, February 16th and 17th. Get sweaty with shape-shifting Daniel Romano, fearless Inuit throat singer Tanya Tagok, foot-stomping Americana artist The Devil Makes Three, Peter Dreams of July Talk, the smoldering, deep, free-ranging sounds of U.S. girls, and Q Varro's entrancing indie sounds. Visit calgaryfolkfest.com for all things Block Heater.
there's not many days that I do. Gotta get up and take on that world. When you're an adult, it's no cliche, it's the truth. walk around the house, drunk. I'm wearing women's slippers, man, 
I must be a sight to behold. But I'm not quite sure. I lost my mirror. And the pizza I ordered offers no reflection. I walk around the house. I think about people who have fouled me and therefore should die. But then I think of all the interesting crafts you can make with toilet paper rolls. Once a year, I get drunk in a darkened house for a week. I get drunk and watch Eraserhead. As I think we all do sometimes, it's my vacation. Once a year, I have a little black and white drunkathon. No phones, not a single luxury. My horoscope has been suspended. Loud, industrial noises. The first three days, I just watch. Well, I drink and watch. Eraserhead. The third and fourth day, I usually find myself pacing, circling the TV, looking at the glow from behind. I'll pause for a pizza. I won't eat it. I just order it to prove I'm still in control. Eraserhead. By the end of the week, I interact with this majestic little film. Not so much words as gesticulations. I kiss the screen. I rub my buttered belly on the screen. As I think we all do sometimes. I roam around the house. The darkened, drunken house. Sometimes, and this is going to be about an hour before dawn, I put a rose at my bum. You know, the business end sticking out. And I sort of improvise a playful dance in my surroundings. If you were there in my house, you could follow a trail of those rose petals. And they would lead to me, curled up, fetal position, quivering, crying, my teeth chattering, industrial. Eraser head type noises coming from inside me. And as you pick me up and wrap me in a blanket, my vacation would be complete. This behavior might disturb me if Eraser head weren't such a fine little film. Don't you think? This is the BBC News. Broadcasting live in Calgary every weekday morning on CJSW 90.9 FM. BBC News, I'm John Shea. Reports Russia say investigators at the site of the plane which crashed in Russia on Wednesday have found missile fragments. Russia says Ukraine was responsible for shooting down the Ilyushin 76 jet and that it was carrying Ukrainian prisoners of war. Kiev has not directly admitted shooting down the aircraft, but it said it hadn't been told to ensure safe airspace. Alexander Mareshko, an MP who's the chair of the Ukrainian Foreign Affairs Committee, warned against taking anything Moscow says at face value. The information from Russia should not be trusted under any circumstances. We don't know who had uh, shot down uh, the military plane and who was aboard this plane. That's the reason why our president made a statement and is demanding to hold uh, independent international investigation. 
Britain's Foreign Secretary David Cameron has called for an immediate pause in the fighting in Gaza to get aid into the territory and Israeli hostages released. Speaking in Doha, he said he wanted to see that pause become a permanent sustainable ceasefire. He said he had urged the Israeli government to speed up aid deliveries to Gaza by opening crossing points and accelerating truck inspections. They've got to deal with the bottlenecks. They've got to make sure the crossing points are open more often. They've got to make sure the checking is done more quickly. They've got, crucially, to give the visas to the UN staff and the trucks that the UN staff need to get the aid around Gaza. I think they understand that, but there are bottlenecks in the system. They need to move faster. The Israeli opposition leader has called on Jordan to condemn the opening of a new restaurant in the city of Karak called October the 7th. Yahya Lapid described it as part of the disgraceful glorification of the attack by Hamas on southern Israel in which about 1,300 Israelis were killed. 250 people were taken hostage. A court in Austria has ruled that Josef Fritzl, who was sentenced to life in prison for holding his daughter captive and having children with her, can be moved to a regular prison. Bethany Bell reports from Vienna. This was a story that shocked Austria and the world. Josef Fritzl fathered seven children with his daughter, who he imprisoned in a kind of dungeon-like cellar beneath his house. He was found guilty of enslavement, rape, and also murder through neglect of one of those children. Since 2009, he's been in a secure unit for mentally disturbed prisoners. Now a court has ruled that he can be moved into a regular prison, but this is still a matter of appeal. Bethany Bell. This is the latest world news from the BBC. Defence lawyers for six Ghanaians who've been sentenced to death for involvement in a coup plot say they will appeal against the judgment. On Wednesday, the High Court in Accra found the men, including three soldiers, guilty of high treason. They had denied the charge. It was the first treason trial in Ghana since 1966. A judge in Spain has proposed that the former Spanish football chief, Luis Rubiales, should go on trial over the kiss he allegedly forced on a member of the country's national team. Jenny Hermoso and her colleagues had just defeated England in the World Cup final last year when Mr Rubiales appeared to grab her head and then kiss her on the lips. He faces charges of a charge of sexual assault and the judge also said that he and three other officials should be tried for coercion. Japan's space agency says the landing craft that it put down on the surface of the moon last week was just 55 metres from its target point. A mission spokesman said this was a major breakthrough in lunar exploration. Previously, scientists could only guarantee a lander would touch down within several kilometres of its intended location. Police in Thailand have arrested a woman who was filmed driving through busy streets with her pet lion on the back seat of an open-top car. Camilla Mills reports. Video shows the lion cub being driven around in a Bentley, watched by startled onlookers. A Sri Lankan man, who was also in the car, has since left the country. It's not illegal to own a lion in Thailand, but the animals need to be officially registered. The authorities say the woman is facing charges of possessing a controlled wild animal without permission. The offence carries a penalty of a year's imprisonment and a fine of almost $3,000. Police are also reportedly looking to charge the Sri Lankan man who had kept the lion in his rented holiday villa. 
And that's the latest BBC World News. CJSW 90.9 FM broadcasts the latest updates from the BBC at 7, 8 and 9 every weekday morning. We're back, ready for round two. Ladies and gentlemen, the...
You're listening to CJSW, 90.9 FM, broadcasting live from the University of Calgary campus on Treaty 7 land. This is Ben Goodman, and this is Hour 2 of What's Your Niche? Now, before I tell you what you just heard in setting up the remaining two hours of the program, uh, I never got a chance to tell you the last set of songs in the last hour. I, you know, cut a bit short there. What you heard before... In the last hour, that was Calgary's own Bruce McCullough with Eraserhead from 1995's Shame-Based Man album. Bruce is coming back to Calgary next week as part of uh, the High Performance Rodeo presented by One Yellow Rabbit. He's debuting his brand new one-man show called Dark Purple Slice featuring Craig Northy of Odds. Uh, so and do, playing some music. Shows are happening of that show from February 1st to the 3rd. I personally will be going to that show. I love Bruce, and I love Craig for many reasons, as I'll get into. And it's going to be a brand new one-man show from Bruce McCullough back home for One Yellow Rabbit, high-performance rugby, one of the best events in Calgary all year, the annual tradition. But, but, but before that, The Pursuit of Happiness, a Canadian classic from 1986. I'm an adult now from Love Junk. Produced by Todd Rundgren, who was Moberg's first choice to produce, which, I mean, th- that's why Moberg's a, a man of my own heart. I, I picked Todd, too, probably. Moberg is a member of the Trans-Canada Highwaymen, along with Craig Norrie of Oz, yet previously mentioned, uh, Stephen Page, formerly of Bare Naked Ladies, and Chris Murphy of Sloan. For more on the Trans-Canada Highwayman, and in particular one Craig Northy, stay tuned until the end of the show today, as I have some news. That's what we call a tease in the biz. Uh, and then before that, we had the replacements covering the Canadian classic by the DeFranco family, Heartbeat. It's a love beat. It's an outtake from uh, the Let It Be sessions, and that's taken from the expanded version of Let It Be, one of the great albums. And then we started off with Darkness, Is It Just Me, from 2005's One Night Ticket to Hell and Back. Now that, that, now that that housekeeping is out of the way, let's get into this current hour's housekeeping. What you just heard in the top of this hour from the 2019 live album Deforming Lobes recorded at the Brat Ballroom in Los Angeles recorded by Steve Albini that was Ty Siegel and the Freedom Band which is Michael Cronin on bass and, bass and vocal I just said bass well that's embarrassing bass and vocals uh, Charles Moothart on drums and Emmett Kelly on guitar and vocals that was them them doing the song Warm Hands Ty Siegel is the man of the hour, or I guess two hours, as at 9 a.m. I'm going to be sharing my conversation with the man himself, Ty Siegel, who set release his new album, Three Bells, tomorrow via Drag City Records. We talked about the new album, talked about Cooper Crane, talked about Steve Albini, Michael Cronin, Tim Presley, a.k.a. White Fence, how John Dwyer, the OC series, is a mentor to Ty Siegel. Ty's experience playing Sled Island 2010 is discussed, including one of the best sets that Ty has ever seen. Whose set was it? Tune in at 9 a.m. for the answer to that question and more. For the rest of this hour, I'm going to be featuring some of my favorite Ty Siegel-related songs as a way to kind of hype you up 
I'm going to pump you up as Hans and Franz. I'm going to hype you up as also as a way to show you how kind of a Ty's career has evolved in the decade plus. Whether you're a fan already or have no idea who Ty Siegel is, and that's fine. It's a safe space. I hope you enjoy this next hour, mostly of Ty's music and related music. It's going to be fun. But first, White's Janish is always proudly sponsored by the Southern Brewing Company located at 4407 First Street Southeast in the heart of the Manchester Brewing District. The 2023 winner of both Alberta Brewery of the Year and Best in Show for I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. The 2021 Canadian Brewery of the Year as well. This is a major period for our friends at the establishment. And as they are celebrating their five-year anniversary, five years young establishment, and they're calling the event Five Beers for Five Years. Today, that's which I just, I love a good rhyme, so I appreciate that. Five Beers for Five Years. Tonight, it begins tonight. There's birthday trivia. Their monthly trivia returns for with kind of a celebratory twist, as you can imagine. And you can reserve through Eventbrite for that event. Friday, tomorrow, the 26th, it's Kolsch Night. K O L S A S A C H. Kolsch Night. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, which is why I just spelled it. Sorry. Uh, it's Kolsch and I experienced my best friend's girl in the most authentic way with Kolsch service, bratwurst, and warm pretzels. I just played the song Warm Hands by Ty Siegel. And that's some warm pretzel. Your hands will be warm with that warm pretzel. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, it's on Saturday, the 20th, it's karaoke. Who doesn't love karaoke with a local star birthday girl hosting karaoke from 8 to midnight with Conme Tacos pop up from 12 to sell out Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The 28th is Sunday Fun Day with balloon artist, coloring pages, slushies, cartoons for the kids, and $5.55 core beers for the adults. You think that's all? You're wrong. Wednesday, January 31st is side poles and pretzels. Dueling check side pole taps and pretzel king. Yes, pretzel king pretzels. And then uh, February 2nd, it's Beach Party. We love that. The birthday collaboration beer launch. And then, guess what? February 7th, the Wild Beer Workshop. Learn about establishments' award-winning mixed culture program and the basics of brewing it at home. Educational. So there's no shortage of things to do so it celebrates establishments' five-year anniversary. If you want to learn more about the festivities... Because there's a lot of events, and uh, there's definitely going to be one for you, whether you're uh, a child, whether you're, what, what's this thing? Whether you're 8 or 80, there's going to be something for you, and even in, even between those years. If you want to find the latest goings-on establishment, follow them on Instagram and Facebook at EST Brew, or go to their website, establishmentbrewing.ca, and sign up for their mailing list so you can get the latest information right in your inbox. Like to talk to me in the booth. If you have any favorite Ty Siegel songs yourself, text in at 403-220-3991. Hope you could stay tuned for the 9 a.m. hour of my conversation with Ty. So let's get into this long set of Ty Siegel-related music, starting at the near beginning. The third album, 2010's Melted, released by the Goner label. The song is called Girlfriend, which, by the way, features an amazing music video directed by the great artist Jen Human. It features clips of Salem, the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, edited to the song. It's a, it's a mixed-media delight. So here's some Ty Siegel for your 8 a.m. hour to pump you up. I'm doing Hans and Franz again, starting with Girlfriend on CSW 90.9 FM. 
Cowboys, the good, the bad, and the treaty. A Making Treaty 7 production premieres at the High Performance Rodeo on January 25th, 2024. Audiences will be treated to old spaghetti western, live music, and piss yourself laughing dialogue all rolled into one dynamic deconstruction of everything you thought you knew about Indians and Cowboys. See you at the High Performance Rodeo January 15th to February 4th for comedy, drag, musicals, live performance, and more. Tickets on sale now at oir.org slash hprodeo. Support the High Performance Radio. It's one of the great events every year. But now, let's go back to 2012 Ty Seal interview at 9 a.m. if you're interested. But here's some more Ty from the Twins album. Here's Ty and Bridget Dawson, formerly of the OCs, with The Hill, CGW. Here we will stand, holding the strand, walking upon the frill. Open our hands upon the sand. We are the children still.
Diversion from 2016's Emotional Mugger. That's Ty Siegel. Before that, 2014's from 2014's Manipulator. That was The Clock. Then we had Britt Ty and Bridget Dawes with The Hill from 2012's Twins. But 2012 was a to me, like the best year for Ty Siegel in terms of like that was he put out the White Fence album, Hair, also, which I played Scissors People prior to that. There was the the Ty Siegel band Slaughterhouse album. Those three albums, that was the peak of my life, I tell you. And before that, California Commercial from 2011's Goodbye Bread. And we started with Good Girlfriend from 2010's Melted. Now, this is the next period when he starts to hook up with talking about legend Steve Albini. He starts engineering his albums. I know I'm not saying produced by Steve Albini. I know the drill. He engineers. He doesn't like the word product, producer. And uh, it's a fruitful collaboration that continues to this very day. And you can mail out a little bit. The song's called Talking. Uh, and if you, in case you missed it, 9 a.m. top of the hour, I'm talking with Ty Siegel, talking about his brand new album, Three Bells, released tomorrow via Drag City Records. You can only hear this on the mighty CJSW 90.9 FM. Here's talking.
said it's over, baby. I watched you cry. You said you found someone enough to try. Oh, you said you wanted out, but you changed your mind. And now you're crying tears that have made you blind. So don't you take my brother away So don't you take my brother away You say it's true love Like those angels from above But those tears fall from all
CJSW, 9.9 FM. This is What's Your Nation with Ben Goodman, where I'm speaking over uh, as a portion of the score. This track is called Lawrence Wilk III uh, for the 2022 film Whirly Bird. Uh, this is Ty Siegel's score. He composed the score for the film. And uh, Whirly Bird, a movie, uh, direct documentary directed by Matt Yoka, who will be a topic of conversation next hour. Just wait for that. Uh, a great documentary called Whirly Bird. Matt Yoka directed this. It's a film that explores two L.A. reporters, Zoe Turr, uh, who you might know is the mother of uh, Katie Turr, who the NBC News uh, anchor, and uh, Marika Gerard, who are well known for witnessing an attempted murder during the Rodney King riots and being the first camera crew to find O.J. Simpson's white Ford Bronco cruising down the L.A. freeway. That They were them in the Whirly Bird, the first footage that captured that it's something, and it's a great documentary. Uh, so I'm talking over Lawrence World the third right now, but but uh, I also played the title cue, which featured some great sax work by Michael Cronin, a longtime collaborator and friend of Mike, of Ty Siegel's. Then before that, from 2018's uh, Freedom's Goblin, that was Cry, Cry, Cry. And then you heard um, uh, Talkin' from the 2017 self-titled album engineered by Steve Albini. And Steve Albini also engineered Freedom's Goblin. Now let's get into some brand new music from Charles Moodhart, the drummer for Ty Siegel's current band, The Freedom Band. There's also produced the guitarist for the Ty Siegel Band, guitarist, vocalist for in, in the band Fuzz, one of Ty's many projects. He's also a member of a, a, a Ty Siegel's collaborative project with ex-cult Chris Shaw called Gogs. And um, uh, there was also the Moodhart, Moonhearts, excuse me, that was a band of Michael Cronin. I'm who I'm t- oh, I just mentioned, Ty and Charles. And uh, Moodhart also... Assistant Michael Cronin on his solo albums, Michael Cronin and MC2. He's got a new album in the red on March 8th called Black Holes Don't Choke, which is the first album of his under his own proper name, Charles Moodhart. He's an incredible drummer. That Warm Hands track I played at the beginning of the, of the hour. If you're marveling at the drumming, that's the work of Charles Moodhart, who is a, who is a killer. He's been so good. So I'm going to play the song Roll from the upcoming Charles Moodhart album Black Holes Don't Choke and then we're also going to wrap the hour up with one of my favorite releases since it came out in December Victrix I Saw Me Mickey Jane Chris Dadge yeah and then at the top of the hour after the news at 9am my interview with Ty Siegel promoting Three Bells which is due out tomorrow via Drag City so yeah Charles Moodhart Victrix BBC News and then 9 a.m. pronto. Well, not pronto. Like 9.10-ish. Me and Ty chopping it up. Hope you can listen. Hope you can listen. And uh, I'll talk to you again after the news.
Is the BBC News broadcasting live in Calgary every weekday morning on CJSW ninety point nine FM? BBC News. I'm John Shea. Reports from Russia say investigators at the site of the plane which crashed near to the Ukrainian border on Wednesday have found missile fragments. Russia says Ukraine was responsible for shooting down the Ilyushin seventy six jet and that it was carrying Ukrainian prisoners of war. Here's Paul Moss. Russia said the plane was brought down by missiles. Now it claims bits of missile were discovered at the site. And investigators earlier said they'd found the black box flight recorders, which would show why the military jet plummeted to the ground, killing all on board. But Ukraine hasn't actually denied shooting down the plane. Rather, it insists officials should have been told that it was transporting prisoners of war and to keep the surrounding airspace secure. A senior Russian MP has now claimed the Ukrainians were given a 15-minute warning. Ukraine continues to deny this. A court in Moscow has sentenced the Russian nationalist Igor Girkin to four years in jail for inciting extremism. Gherkin has repeatedly criticised President Vladimir Putin and the conduct of the war in Ukraine. In July, Gherkin told his hundreds of thousands of followers on social media that President Putin should hand power to someone capable and responsible. Speaking outside court, his lawyer, Gadgi Aliyev, said the posts hadn't called for extremist activity. The defence does not agree with the verdict, considers it illegal, unfair and subject to cancellation. After reviewing the court session protocol and the text of the verdict, an appeal will be filed against it in which the defence will ask to cancel the verdict. Gherkin was a leader of the Russian-backed forces who began fighting in eastern Ukraine in 2014. He was convicted in his absence by a Dutch court for the shooting down of a Malaysian airliner over Ukraine. 
Gaza's Hamas-run health ministry says a major hospital in an area of Khan Yunis being bombarded by Israeli forces has run out of food, anaesthetics and painkillers. The Al-Nasser hospital is one of only two still functioning in the city. As intense fighting continues, Palestinian medics say patients and staff at both the Al-Nasser and nearby Al-Amal hospital are unable to leave. Britain's Foreign Secretary David Cameron has called for an immediate pause in the fighting in Gaza in order to get aid into the territory and Israeli hostages released. Lord Cameron, who was speaking in Qatar, was in Israel on Wednesday where he met the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. It's time for an immediate pause in the fighting because we've got to not only get the aid in but crucially we've got to get those hostages out. And what I think we can do now is plan for how you turn that pause into a permanent, sustainable ceasefire without a return to fighting. That's what I was pushing on him, and that's what I'll be talking about here today. World News from the BBC. Defence lawyers for six Ghanaians who've been sentenced to death for involvement in a coup plot say they will appeal against the judgment. On Wednesday, the High Court in Accra found the men, including three soldiers, guilty of high treason. They had denied the charge. A judge in Spain has proposed that the former Spanish football chief, Luis Rubiales, should go on trial over the kiss he allegedly forced on a member of the women's national team. Jenny Hermoso and her colleagues had just defeated England in the World Cup final last year when Mr Rubiales appeared to grab her head and then kiss her on the lips. He faces charges, a charge of sexual assault. The judge also said that he and three other officials should be tried for coercion. Japan's space agency says the landing craft that it put down on the surface of the moon last week was just 55 metres from its target point. A mission spokesman said this was a major breakthrough in lunar exploration. Mickey Bristow has more details. Previously, scientists could only land a spacecraft on the moon within several kilometres of its intended location. So Japan has made a breakthrough. A spokesman for its space agency said missions that were previously impossible were now possible. Despite the success, the Japanese landing craft experienced engine problems on its descent and toppled over on a gentle slope. This means its solar panels have been unable to generate electricity. The agency is hoping a change in the angle of sunlight could allow it to power up and complete its mission. Police in Thailand have arrested a woman who was filmed driving through busy streets with her pet lion on the back seat of an open-top car. Video shows the lion cub being driven around in a Bentley, watched by startled onlookers. A Sri Lankan man who was also in the car has since left the country. And that's the latest BBC World News. CJSW 90.9 FM broadcasts the latest updates from the BBC at 7, 8 and 9 every weekday morning. What do you guys want to talk about?
You're listening to CJSW, 90.9 FM, broadcasting live from the University of Calgary campus on Treaty 7 land. This is Ben Goodman. This is hour three of What's Your Niche? From uh, the upcoming, and I can only say that for one more day, as tomorrow it is out. So this last day I can say the upcoming, Three Bells, that was Ty Siegel with My Best Friend. To quote Ty, my best friend is about, quoting Ty, one of my best friends, Mr. Herman. I figured Fanny got a song, so Herman needed one too. But the video also stars Fanny. This one's for all the doggies and friends of doggies out there. End quote. And yes, Mr. Herman is one of is one of Ty Siegel's wonderful, beautiful dogs. Wonderful. It's a wonderful song, especially when you find out the origin. I do highly recommend the music video, especially if you are a dog lover. It's very cute. And again, once you know the song, what the, that's what the song's about, you know, my best friend climbs a bed, says, I love you. It's for sweet. Ty is a softie. And you know how I know that? Because in just mere minutes, I'll be sharing my conversation with Ty Siegel, discussing his album Three Bells and much more. It's an exciting album in Ty's career as it's a 15-song cycle that takes a journey to the center of the self. Quoting the press released by Drag City Records, who's putting out Ty's longtime record label, Home, the conception of Three Bells arcs rainbow-like into a land nearly beyond songs. But inside of them, Ty relentlessly pushes the walls further and further in his writing and playing to cast light into the most opaque depths. It's a wonderful addition to one of the, most, one of the best music catalogs of the 21st century, in my opinion. And I'm excited to share my interview with him in minutes. The exciting... Uh, before I do, White Stranish is always proudly sponsored by the South Brewing Company. Looking forward for 07 First Street Southeast in the heart of Manchester Brewing District, the 2023 winner of both the Alberta Brewer of the Year and Best in Show for my Left My Wallet El Segundo and the 2021 Canadian Brewery of the Year. This is the five-year anniversary of establishment. They are dubbing it Five Beers for Five Years. Uh, last hour, I read off the week's worth of activities and events. Sadly, I don't have enough time this hour to go through all of them again. But if you want to read up on the events, which again begins tonight. And these events range from karaoke to trivia to Sunday fun day, fun for the kids and adults. And a wild beer workshop to learn how to, you know, craft your own beer, like a wild beer. All that stuff, go to establishmentbrewing.ca for all the information. And, if you, and also go to EST Brew on Instagram or Facebook. They have all the individual events for the five beers for five years events on listed on there. If you want to keep up to date with establishment, you know, go to establishmentbrewing.ca. Sign up for their mailing list. That's the best way to keep abreast of what's happening. And once again, happy anniversary to establishment. Five beers for five years. Hooray. Now, enough preamble. I've been talking about this all GD show long. You're probably sick of me. Well, I hope you're not sick of me. That's. 
By the way, if you want to text me in the booth, 403, that, that's a great needy call for a text. If you're, if you're not sick of me, oh, goodness gracious, Ben. 403-220-3991. I'm in the booth. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you can text. Not, no, now that, that is truly needy now, Ben. Stop. Point being, <laughs> goodness. This is a great lead up for an interview, Ben. My conversation with Ty Siegel conducted earlier this month from Cedar Studies Production Facilities. Let's get into it. This was an honor and a thrill. And hope you enjoy learning more about one of the greats in music only, can only find this on CJSW 90.9 FM. That's what it's about. That's all about Ty Siegel on CJSW. I'm here today with Ty Siegel, one of the absolute greats. Ty is someone who's been putting out amazing album after amazing album since Castleface released Ty's self-titled debut in 2008. From heavy noise rock to psych and everything in between through various iterations, bands, and projects, Ty's catalog is one of the most rewarding this 21st century music, in my opinion. Stacks up against anyone's. Ty is adding to it this month with Three Bells, released by Drag City on January 26th, a 15-song cycle that takes a journey to the center of the self. It's now available for pre-order in various bundles, including a cassette featuring four more iterations with alternate versions, demos, and other kind of cool stuff that don't make the final sequence. You can find more information on how to purchase at tysegel.bandcamp.com. Before I go on, Ty Siegel, thanks so much for coming on What's Your Nation on CSW 90.9 FM. Thank you for having me. Now, before I get into Three Bells, I want to ask about your frequent collaborator, Matt Yoka, who most recently directed the video for uh, the, the My Room video, which is a great video where you get so many bananas thrown <laughs> at you. Um, I, I had John Dwyer on the show a few months back, who has also done, I mean, Matt Yoka's worked with the OCs and tons of other great artists, the Whirlybird film, you score for one thing. But Dwyer brought up to me that Yoka's greatest achievement might be his bean dip. And t- talked about he brought it to a movie night at his house, and it was a huge hit. Have you – I'm got? i curious. Have okay. you tried this uh, storied Matt Yoka bean dip? Wow. No, you know, I haven't, and I will bring that up to Matt because, frankly, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of offended he hasn't uh, made me his famous bean dip yet, you know? <laughs> I've known him for so long. I mean, what the hell is that about? I his bean dip. Yeah, I mean, Dwyer was just like, couldn't believe, like, so yeah, I, mean, I made me want to, I mean, my bean dip guy, but well, if it's so good. Matt's a, Matt's a great cook. That's definitely one thing. Um, what have you had that he's, he's made? Yeah. I mean, lots of things. We used to be roommates. Oh my um, goodness. Uh, yeah, we were, we were roommates when we were, hmm, how old, maybe 20? Oh wow. 20 years old. So you know, I famously moved into the apartment first and immediately uh, broke the kitchen sink um, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Dumped a bunch of pasta into a sink that I thought had a garbage disposal, but it didn't. And so before Matt even moved in, I had already broken the apartment pretty much. So yeah. there's lots of little tidbits from Matt and I's friendship over the years but yeah i mean damn you know we've been friends for 16 years at this place oh my goodness at at this time you know matt and i so yeah and he makes such great stuff like the whirly bird film which i have people haven't seen highly recommend you and i know michael crowan helps on the score as well like killer score killer movie and the videos he's done for ocs you 
incredible. Highly recommend. But back to Dwyer, just one more second. I know you sort of befriended John. He was kind of the one who encouraged you to put out music from what I understand. Talk about kind of those early days when you moved to San Francisco. Talk about those early days, San Francisco with Dwyer and what he's, he's meant for your career. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was a fan of John's um, since I was in high school. Yeah. You know, I was a fan of the, the Coach Whips and Pink and Brown and um, and just the whole San Francisco scene, you know, Deer, Deer Hoof. And, yeah. um, and I was also a fan of the Providence scene that John came from, you know, like Lightning Bolt. and um, Oh, my God, yeah. The, the, the Fort, Fort Thunder stuff. So I was a bit, I, you know, I was totally into the noise rock thing. Um, and, you know, coming from Orange County, it was like I, I was, uh, you know, could either go to L.A. or San Francisco, pretty much. Those were like the two obvious moves. And I had been basically grew up going to L.A., playing music in L.A. and seeing shows in L.A., you know, and Orange County and San Diego. Or- Orange County is funny because it's in the it's where I grew up was exactly in between san diego and la so i'd i would i would go to you know yeah i'd see i'd see both of the shows on tour that bands would play oh my goodness so it was it was cool because it was kind of like the san diego show would would usually be at a smaller place and it would be a more intimate thing the la show would be the bigger show um that's okay but yeah moving up to no it was it was super cool um moving up to san francisco though you know went up there for school and, and never really sought out being a professional musician or anything like that. Just really loved music and loved going to shows. And, and especially at that time, it was like such a communal, awesome, you know, scene that it was just, there was shows every, it felt like shows every night, something to do every night bands, popping up everywhere and it was just such a cool it was such a great time and um you know i had a band called the traditional fools and we were kind of this you know ridiculous surf punk kind of band and um that's how i met john i met john when i was playing in that band and i had broken my arm skateboarding which i'm a terrible skateboarder and um i uh i still wanted to play the show so i put a drumstick in my cast (laughs) <laughs> and he thought that was hilarious. So yeah. we struck up a conversation after that and then just kind of became friends. And, and then I, you know, I think the traditional fools were supposed to play a show and they couldn't play. So I showed up and was like, I, th- I guess I'll just bang on a kick drum yeah, and play some of my songs. Oh, hell yeah. And then, you know, John, John saw that. And, and then, you know, I sent him some recordings and pretty much he was like, I'll put out your record, man. So, yeah. He was very much, very, very supportive. And he was kind of like this um, big brother, almost in a way where he would, you know, be like, yeah, have you registered your songs yet? I'm like, what oh, is that? Wow. Like, you, you got to register your songs. Yeah. On the, you know, you should use ASCAP. ASCAP. It's like, oh, thanks, man. You know, and yeah. he would just kind of give me all these kind of pointers. It was really, really, really cool. Oh, um, I, I, you know, I love John in general but especially for for being that person in my life it's it was a really you know really really amazing thing to help someone like that you know a true mensch 
I'm here with Ty Siegel, who has a new album coming out via Drag City, Drag City called Three Bells, out on January 26th. You get more information, learn more on the different bundles, including vinyl and kind of cassette versions with bonus goodies at tysiegel.bandcamp.com. Uh, I know you re- semi-recently, Harmonizer Studios came to be, which is a studio you're kind of helping run, you recorded Three Bells, for example. How did that come to be? Um, well, you know, we were uh, getting a new house, and um, part of the whole deal about getting the house was I was like, we have to just plan to have a studio from the kind of get-go. It can't be like an afterthought. We can't try to, like, use what we got, you know, to turn a room in the house into a studio or something or a little tiny space because I've done that before, and it never really goes well. You know, I'm, you know I'm, I make a lot of noise. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not the best <laughs> situation so when we were looking for houses we found this house that had this big kind of cement foundation at the side of it already that had been used for like an airstream so it was this huge foundation already there so we were like well we can just build it so we built it from scratch and it was a pretty awesome thing to kind of plan and build and you it's know, like your own design, field of dreams, I, you know, if you build it, it will come. I mean, it, it was totally magical. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I'd ever have that opportunity to just build. Yeah. Build something from scratch. And so, you know, I'm lucky to 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 have some friends that kind of know how to do that stuff. I called Al, Albini up and he oh, yeah. he helped me, uh, you know, with some uh, pointers and tips and some essentials, you know, help me figure out how to float the floors and you know the most uh, you know crucial part of like angles like what is really the the fundamentals of what really needs to happen with angles and and then um greg norman from electrical yeah. audio as well yeah. he uh he he wired it up and did the whole thing and i mean yeah pretty so it's three rooms there's a live room it's pretty pretty big for I mean for home studio and then there's a dead room and then a control room so I mean it's yeah I'm very very psyched <laughs> yeah I love it and so now let's let's dig into three bells you know let's and the blurb on Drag City it talks kind of about the kind of sort of mystical way three bells came to be made let's kind of get into that and the origin of three bells what's the mystical way this album was made mystical way. You know, I think the, the 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 most kind of important thing about making it, I think, is that the kind of magic I think is is that it it is made at a home studio in which I can there's the clock never runs, you know, there's no such yeah. thing as a clock in the studio. You're not like, damn man, like you know, the budgets we're out of, we're out of time. Yeah can we book another day? I mean, I don't know. We're over budget. It's just, there isn't that thing. Yeah. So, so we could just go, 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 go. And, and, and I think it's a pretty cool thing when you can make like, for instance, all of these songs have at least one, if not three other versions of them. Oh, that's so that cool. Exist, you know, what, whether they were the demos or alternative things or whatever. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, you really get to live in the song and, and exercise the ideas. And, you know, it's, 
I don't know. I, I love that. And I, I don't, I'm not the kind of person I think that ever like wants it to be like perfect or something, you know, it's not like we're doing all these versions so I can get the perfect vocal, you know, we're doing all these versions so that the feeling is right. So that the, it's interesting so that it's, you know, could we make it more harsh? Yeah. Could we make it groovier? You know, it's like, so those are the kind of, um, fun, you know, w- ways to push it, to make it larger, wider, bigger, you know? So I, I don't definitely, we can, I, I couldn't have done this unless I had, you know, a hundred grand of studio time yeah. somewhere. Yeah. That's the only other way to do something like that. So I don't really, Yeah. Yeah. And you worked again with uh, Cooper Crane, who people might know from Bitch and Bajas, among many other projects. He's kind of always involved the last couple albums you made. And so kind of describe the career process working with Cooper. Yeah, Cooper is amazing. I mean, we kind of got this hive mind thing going on, which is so magical when you kind of, you know, find find a, a collaborator like that, where not only are we into so many of the same things, but we like kind of make the same calls the same decisions before we're even communicating it to each other it's 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 pretty cool but so all the all those things are great about working with him but but really what's amazing is that i trust him so much in the like sonics and the the kind of aesthetic that we're going for that i can really just focus on performing and like the arrangement and like the other side of it um he he's so into we're we're so into making hi-fi recordings of harsh or weird or like you know screwed up rock rock music like that's our favorite stuff yeah so we're you know we 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 try to land there and it's a really great place to for that to be the 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 goal you know and um i just think the sounds he got on three bells are just really i just i i love them personally i think it's just so warm and and groovy so then when you get weird yeah it just really like heightens that you know so i'm here with ty siegel who has new album which we're talking about right now coming out via drag city called three bells out on january 26th get more information learn more on the different bundles, you can hear those kind of many other iterations of songs, including the vinyl cassette versions at tysegel.bandcamp.com. What kind of sort of like influence did you have making Three Bells? Were there any, was there anything like, because you made a lot of records, was there anything with Three Bells that you wanted to do that you maybe haven't done before? Or was there, what were you, yeah. You know, the the kind of aesthetic is, is is you know, that that classic um, goal of of the if 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 the drums and the vocals you know sound really hi-fi and the and the bass is groovy yeah. and it moves and there's that warmth you know then it'll 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 have the bed for all the other stuff to kind of shine through so it's just that classic like the 70s classic hi-fi thing is my favorite era of recording because it it it's natural but huge sounding so aesthetically it was like let's keep pushing it towards those like i don't ever want something to be fully retro 
Yeah. Because I, I think modern stuff is, is great and awesome. I, I don't want to be a, re, a, you know, a retro um, like a, style. A fetishist. Musician. Yeah. That's not my thing. I, yeah. I love certain eras of recording, you know, the golden eras of studio. Mm-hmm. I love it so much, but I want to bring it into the modern thing. So that was the kind of goal of what we wanted to do was to take those like modern ideas maybe or wherever we are, you know, in, in, in our ideas, whether it's my song or yeah. a melody or something, but have that kind of bed of, of classic sounds. And then really just for the album, just pushing, pushing everything as far as we could go. I don't think that the idea of the album was necessarily this like grand, Oh, this is the, the synthesizer album or, Oh, this is the no guitar album. It was just, let's push this type of song that I write or have been writing, which is the introspective kind of paranoid slash, you know, deep in oneself type tune and push it as far as it can go. And I kind of feel like I'm done with it now. I feel like this record is, is, is a nice period on that kind of type of song for me. So yeah, I feel, I feel good about that. And as the day we're recording this, you just put out uh, my best friend, which is just such a sweet song and like, and just wonderful song. Could you talk a bit about that? Uh, My best friend. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like with, um, with, with records, right. You always got to have, you know, the bad, the highs and the lows, the, the paranoid and the ecstatic, you know, whatever it is. And, and the kind of journey of yourself or whatever, there's all of those things in, in life. And, And for me, my dogs are, you know, one of the greatest things about being alive are dogs, you know, this companionship. And so I figured Fanny, my dog, Fanny has a song I wrote for her. Yes. So my other dog, Herman needed a song. So (laughs) we had to write the Herman song, which is my best friends. Oh, (laughs) that's so sweet. And that's a wonderful, wonderful song. And uh, thank you. Like and just and you 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 work with your wife Denise Siegel like like who I know like she started like shooting your album covers and photos and stuff and now you're married and like co-writing songs you're in the band the CIA together and just it just brings a whole other level and just I love the work you two have been do- making together I mean I guess you've been making stuff since like again the album cover stuff but like writing songs and like collaborating but just talk a bit about working with with your wife yeah. Danae is, uh, you know, she's my life partner. She's my other half. She's my, you know, another uh, version of the hive mind type of a thing. And, and um, you know, we we're in this thing together, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a magical uh, re- relationship. And I feel so grateful um, for her every day. I mean, she she's she's kind of got the visual representation of what I want to do like down and she helps me, um, you know, achieve that all the time, obviously. But 
lyrically us collaborating is is a is a very specific um relationship too where my type of lyric writing i think is very kind of abstract and surreal and can be a little you know mysterious and that's definitely intentional yeah and hers is very direct and um intentionally direct and together when we combine it 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 creates this unique thing i think and um where there 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 are i i just i find that space we've we find together very cool and interesting so um, i mean i i yeah we'll obviously continue to to do that but it, it, it felt right to you know we did like five songs on this album which was really really fun yeah you know yeah and just again the way like the songs and just following again i've been a fan probably since uh, melted when that came out like 2010 ish and just following your career and the journey and just it's just and just you're really like hitting your stride now and like i've been a fan like not to do fanboy corner so just you're really i'm so excited to hear the full three bells album well thank you thank you man and um, another great collaborator of yours, um, not that it looks like this is your life, listen to your collaborators, but Tim Presley, a.k.a. White Fan. So I know who's going to be, you've got an album release show coming up. I know he's going to be a part of that or opening for you. And you've made two great albums together, you and Tim. Talk a bit about Tim and kind of what makes him special, because I'm a big fan of White Fans and Tim as well. And like, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tim's Tim's kind of like an artist's artist or a musician's musician or something. I mean, everybody that I know that plays music, it, you know, thinks his stuff is like the peak of yeah. the rock and roll um, records. And I, I fully agree. I mean, he's he's he makes these amazing records. Yeah. Um, and as an artist, man, I mean, his his paintings are just oh, killer. So good such good such a good artist um but no he he i mean he he's an insane lyricist and i mean you know i i love telling this story where we were working together on the hair record and we were doing you know a song um i think it was scissor people and uh we laid down the idea and we just kind of made it up on the spot and we were like yeah i don't know i wonder what the lyrics should be uh, i don't know i have the you know maybe like something about you know cutting your hair i don't know and then tim went up and smoked a, c- a cigarette and wrote 90 percent of the lyrics while he was smoking a cigarette you know and it's like how'd you do that yeah like how'd yeah. you do that man i mean he's just he's just one of those guys that just he's just got it so i mean i don't know i love working i love working with tim um another kind of like finishing each other's you know riffs type of a songwriting thing where you know there's these cool kind of collaboration partnerships and each one is it has a different thing you know but the one with tim is you know you're like yeah how about a riff that's like and he's like yeah and then it's like you're like whoa perfect (laughs) so you know that's that's really fun Oh my god! And like again, listing collaborate because just because I'm just a fan of like, like Michael Cronin. I mean, I know who's been part of your band. You produced his first solo album, which is one of my all time favorites. Like Apathy is just kill all the songs. He's just and he keeps leveling up. And like 
the greatest like sax player in punk probably like always killing the sax i had lars finberg on a few months ago and he he had like he did a little sax part for an intelligence live session at discount mirrors and just destroyed yeah i just michael is just oh yeah oh the best and yeah yeah michael's incredible i mean i you know sometimes i'm like wow i've known michael since i was 16 you know we've been playing music since we were he was 17 i was 16 and um yeah he played sax uh in our first band in high school um he's yeah he's 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 the secret weapon you know what i mean yeah um yeah i want yeah i don't know michael's michael he's he's an insane arranger Mm -hmm. um he's like the string guy he's he he's the horn guy oh my god like he's that, got, he's like got that song weight or whatever know. like just like oh. the strings are just oh moves me yeah every time oh yeah my goodness i'm here with ty siegel as a new i'm coming out via drag city called three bells out on january 26th you get more information learn more on the different bundles vinyl versions cassette versions all the versions you can want with bonus goodies at tysegel.bandcamp.com and again, you meant you mentioned Steve Albini a bit, and I would neglect to mention. I mean, the legend. All and then he he can he's worked with you a few times. Um, your live album, Deforming Loaves, which to me that's like the great one of the great modern live albums, and just oh, I just just it's so good. And just what have you learned from Albini and have brought into your own production? I know you mentioned in terms of how he helped you put together Harmonizer Studios and just the electrical audio guys, but. Yeah, talk about Albini a bit. I mean, Albini is so generous with his knowledge of re- recording and 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 everything. You know, like he 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 just wants everyone to um, be able to record and know, you know, all of all of the things he knows. It's really amazing for someone in his position to be like so open to you know, giving all the secrets away. It's yeah. really amazing. And, and, um, so I've, I've luckily, you know, gotten to watch him work. And every time I watch him work, I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. That's a great move. Yeah. And, um, and what's cool is you can call him up and be like, Hey man, did you, did, did you do that thing on the, on the drums? He's like, yeah, actually you should try that too. You know, oh. you should try this other thing. And so really generous person. Um, really generous person um wonderful friend yeah just a great person i love i love steve oh that's so so good to hear i mean again decades upon decades of just putting out some of the greatest music and just again again i would imagine i'm just putting yourself in my shoes like becoming friendly with albini this i can't even imagine how cool that is and just working on your stuff yeah yeah, he's such a he's such a good friend and such a such a big supporter of people and you know just wants the best for everybody. I mean, it's just really yeah. He wants he wants everyone to to rip it up. It's yeah. it's it's great. That's inspiring. Um, uh, I mentioned your work scoring uh, Matt Yoka's Whirly Bird, which again I love that score in the film. And you've done some scoring. Like I, I, another again mentioned. You did. I know you did the theme song for one of my favorite comedies of the 2010s, Corporate. Like you did a killer theme. Oh, yeah. That is such a good show. People need to check it out. But do you do you like the scoring process, or is that something you do, or is it just project by project? I mean, you mentioned like Matt Yoka. You've known him forever, roommate. But is there any 
sports yeah. me want to do more? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, all, all of these avenues, uh, musical avenues for me kind of scratch a specific itch and the scoring one is very, um, it's challenging and it's, it's great because of that. You know, I, I get to, um, exercise certain things that I wouldn't necessarily put into a song of mine, you know, but I want to make, um, whether it's like arranging strings or, I mean, there's some, there's some fun projects, you know, like, Hey, we need a, a fifties country song, yeah, you know, with these three words in the lyrics, it's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. I don't know. Let's try it, you know, or whatever, you know, we need a, a thrash metal song. We need a modern pop song. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all fun stuff, um, for like TV stuff, but I really, really want to do more like big orchestral, um, type film scoring. Cause, cause I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, just film music Yeah, and, and the idea that, that non-lyrical music being written specifically to, um, push emotions in a film or, or audience, you know, reactions is really cool. And I, I want to be a part of that more, you know. And speaking of a kind of assignments and stuff, one of my prized possessions, I have a, a best show on WFMU funding drive premium. I have it in my hand, actually. It's a, from 2011 called rated GG about G rated uh, versions, of GG Allen songs. You did, you have, you did Petten of the dog. <laughs> and uh, do, yeah. you, do you have any, any memories of just a funny? I mean, I love Tom's like my broadcasting hero and just uh, incredible content. Yeah. Any fun memories doing that? Or well, Tom's Tom's awesome. Um, he's great. He's a uh, he's in LA now, and um, yeah, yeah. Everybody at WFMU has been so so cool. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just a, a fan, so I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for WFMU. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. We love community radio here, and WFMU is again love freeform radio. Uh, to local focus. I know you played our festival Sled Island. I think back in uh, 2010. Is there any memories of playing Sled in your time in uh, Calgary? Because we'd, we'd, we'd love to see you come back sometime. We want to come back. That was fun. Um, yeah, I would. I would totally do that fest again, or play a club, or anything. So yeah, yeah that's definitely on the on the books for sure. Um, you know, I saw Deerhoof play one of my favorite shows I've ever seen them play at that festival. Yeah. Um, and I mean, okay, I I love Deerhoof so much. Yeah. I mean, they're such a great band. Um, and Greg, the drummer, is one of my favorite drummers ever. Um, He's, he's insane. Yeah. Um, and I saw them do this amazing canned heat cover going up the country. Oh my God. Um, where, where they, 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 uh, they kind of switched and Greg was on the guitar and singing and it was just like, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I mean, they're just a great band. They're oh, just absolutely. a great band. So I, that, that memory sticks out to me about that trip where I just saw them play this really cool show. I think maybe in a church or something. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. A lot of fun venues. I know like you play, play the Legion hall, which I know I often go to wrestling shows at Legion hall. So just, it's a fun thing. All these kind of fun venues in Calgary and 
these great artists like yourself yeah. play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a great time. Awesome. But we yeah, and so Ty, Ty Siegel, my show, it's called what's your niche. So I, I have to say, what is kind of your niche? What's your niche favorite? I know you paint, as you mentioned, I know you love dogs, as you mentioned, you're, I know you're taking commissions for, for people's pets to paint, which is so cool. I saw it on your Instagram. Do you have any other niches or favorite things or, or, or just or expand a bit about maybe painting or hmm. what are your, what are your niche favorites, Ty? I'm just sorry being wordy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, simple guy. Yeah. I love, um, I, I love, uh, my dogs. I yeah. love surfing. I, I do enjoy painting. I love the outdoors. Um, I, I hike, I, you know, reading all these things, you know, pretty standard things. But the painting thing is really fun. It 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 it, it kind of is a nice, um, you know, uh, non musical creative thing I do. Uh, that's that is a nice. You know, I I like the the kind of activities where the brain function is a bit more free flowing. Yeah. Um, and 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 kind of. Um, I'd say a bit more um, intuitive or something, whether that's surfing or I used to run. I kind of hurt my foot, but um, paint painting or playing the drums where it's it's a bit more of like an intuitive uh, brain state. And and I think painting does that for me a little bit where, you know, you're obviously thinking about it and you're, you know, you're like, I have to paint this ear. Yeah. How am I going to paint the ear? But that, but if you're in the middle of it, you lose track of it and you're kind of just going. And before you know it, you've been painting for an hour and you didn't really, you kind of lost track of time. I, I, I love that kind of losing yourself a little bit in, in a, in a project. I think that's a really good yeah thing and, and, you know, a nice distraction, a nice way to get lost and I, a nice way to like reset your brain is yeah. Things you know, any sort of great artistic project you can, whether it's an album or painting, yeah, absolutely. That's such a great way to put it. But, yeah, but Ty, this was this was such a true pleasure. Uh, you're one of my musical heroes, and I'm honored to be talking to you. And I cannot wait. I loved all the pre-release stuff from Three Bells. I can't wait to hear the album in its entirety, which comes out January 26. Excuse me, on Drag City. We can get more information on how to get the vinyl cassette versions at TySiegel.bandcamp.com. Thank you so much, Ty. This was such a pleasure to have you on CJSW. Hey, thank you so much.
Ansi, Ani, Bonjour, Hello. This is composer Andrew Balfour inviting you to experience Ispichiwin, a musical journey bridging cultures and perspectives. It is both a personal journey and evocative testament to the transformative power of music. This recording features Calgary's luminous voices with the incredible Jessica McMahon and Walter McDonald Whitebear on flutes. It is my hope that this album deepens our understanding of Indigenous storytelling. Ispichiwin is available now wherever you listen to music. The CJSW Friends Card is your guide to over 150 independent and locally owned businesses across Calgary. Every day we highlight a different local business that you can visit with your Friends Card. Today's friend is Peasant Cheese. Located in the heart of Kensington, Peasant Cheese Shop specializes in satisfying all your cheese and charcuterie cravings. Whether you want to stop in to grab a bite, order a board for your next dinner party, or join the cheese club and try cheeses on a monthly basis, Peasant Cheese offers it all. Swing by 1249 Kensington Road, Northwest, to receive 10% off when you use your CJSW Friends Card. Get your Friends Card today and check out the full listing of friends at cjsw.com slash friends. CJSW 90.9 FM. This is What's Your Name? I've been Ben Goodman. I will continue to be Ben Goodman for that matter. Uh, you just heard uh, Ty Siegel, Fanny Dog from 2018's Freedom's Goblin. That was a back bookend between playing My Best Friend to start the show, which is off the new album Three Bells, which is out tomorrow, the new Ty Siegel album. The song's about his dogs, essentially. My Best Friend's about Miss, Mr. Herman. Fanny Dog is about the titular Fanny Dog. Thanks so much for Ty Siegel for coming on the program. Honor and a thrill. Hope you check out Three Bells tomorrow. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for Soundstage Offstage. Uh, next episode, I've got another announcement here. Another announcement on the docket. February 8th is the next episode, every two weeks. February 8th will be my conversation with Craig Northy of the band Odds, musical director for The Kids in the Hall, who's going to be in town next week as part of Bruce McCullough's one-man show, Dark Purple Slice, presented by Young, well, Young, One Yellow Rabbit as part of the High Performance Rodeo. It's going to be in town for that. Craig is also a member of the Canadian rock supergroup, the Trans Canada Highwaymen, along with Mo Berg of the Pursuit of Happiness, Stephen Page, formerly of Bare Naked Ladies, and Chris Murphy of Sloan. The TCH will be in town on March 23rd to play a show at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino, which we'll talk all about then to get you primed for that show, which I'm going to. I'm very excited. It was a genuine honor to talk to Craig Norothy, and I can't wait to share my conversation with him on February 8th. To end the show, I'm going to play a brand new release, a brand new local release from uh, a true power trio, Devin Friesen. Andrew Hume, and friend of the show, true friend of the show, and I'm going to say right now, future guest on the show, Nate Waters. Freeze in Human Waters. The song I'm going to be about playing is called Stained Coat. The album is called Night Speak. I highly recommend the whole album. It's incredible. And uh, that's how I'm going to leave you with today. Stay tuned for Soundstage Offstage. And thanks so much for listening to the show. I'll talk to you again on February 8th with me and Craig Northey. Take care.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soundstage Offstage here on 90.9 FM CJSW. I'm your host, Adrian Alcantara, who also happens to be VP Radio of Shulik Soundstage. And join with me today, we have an artist. And I'm so excited that we have an artist this week because we have been scrounging around for all of them UK Calgary artists, you know, all all over the place. Because y'all don't want to, don't seem to want to, like, have your music on air. But I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm just playing with y'all. We have today uh, Xander Halsey-Dam, uh, incredible artist that um, actually volunteered themselves actually pulled me aside at our open mic um, the other day. So, Xander, why don't you introduce yourself? Also, we have Mateo, our VP Events from Boom. Soundstage. I also Hello. <laughs> I am here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Xander, uh, why don't you give us an introduction? You know, uh, also we played uh, Mac DeMarco's My Kind of Woman. Yeah. Your hi. choice. I, I'm Xander. <laughs> yeah, I chose that song. Uh, yeah, I, I go to UCalgary and I record uh, songs in my basement with my dad's old recording equipment and yeah i like music and i uh like making big tunes wait your nice. dad's old recording equipment so, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so did they record oh yeah well music? no my dad he he's a musician as well oh he made an album in 2016 oh, um nice. yeah and shout out to him <laughs> yeah and so he had like recording equipment lying around that wasn't getting used and so i just like jacked it all Hey, yo, wait, you, you, you could have sent me so much of his music. <laughs> we would have played all of it, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think it's on Spotify anymore. I think he took it down. Oh, I would have taken all of those music. Yeah, times. well, no, he said, his, his deal with it was he said, if, I get, if one of the songs gets over 1,000 plays after one year, he'll keep it on Spotify, and none of the songs did. So, uh, yeah. Oh, That's fair enough. Bad, bad. Yeah. Yeah, people want to listen to him. I think it's called The Surrender.